I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. Hi, or maybe I should say aloha or talofa as we open up this interview with two um, men that are dedicated to uh, a wonderful event for our Polynesian community, Polynesian Days, which is straddling all of Labor Day weekend. Joining us today is our Attorney General, Sean Reyes. Sean, thank you so much. Mahalo nui, Rebecca. Great to be with you. I picked up the mahalo. The other one, Louis, is that a lot? Uh, Mahalo Nui. Mahalo Nui. Okay. I'm working on my Hawaiian, and of of course, as our hearts have been turned towards West Maui, we'll be talking about that as well. Also joining us today is Frank Tusiasena. He is the executive producer of Poly Days, or Polynesian Days, and the executive director of the fundraiser that is called the Kakua for Maui campaign. So we're going to talk a lot about that. First of all, how many years... Have we had Polynesian Days? Let's talk about it because, Sean, uh, you serve as a board member uh, on this event. Talk to us about it and why it's so important to have an event like Polynesian Days. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. It started in 2015 officially. Moana Angilau was the founder, and there are many others in the community. Much like everything else in the Polynesian community, it takes everybody coming together. Uh, Interestingly, for history's sake, um, these were performers who performed at another event in Lehigh at Thanksgiving Point. So they were hired to do a luau, uh, and it was a, it's a great event, um, but they didn't have a place to go because they weren't invited to necessarily eat at the luau or stay. So the went across the street and started just hanging out and performing amongst ourselves and, and eating, and then everybody found out about it and said, hey, we should just do this annually. And pretty soon booths started to pop up and merchants and food trucks and Fire Knife International Dancing and all of this stuff evolved, but it was interesting because it came about um, as, as us supporting other events and then recognizing the need, much like, you know, we have the Greek festival that's just kicking off here or Nihon Mutsuri for the Japanese community. We, we need something to really celebrate our own unique cultures that you know make up the Polynesian community. So that was the, the genesis of... Uh, of how it came to be. Now, it won't be a surprise for those who've lived in Utah for a long time when I say that we have a large population of people who trace their roots or have moved here recently from the Pacific Islands. And at one point, it was like we had the second highest concentration of Tongans, and you know, other than the island itself. Now, of course, you can't quote me on things like that anymore. But I, I'm really appreciative of your service, and as well as Frank Tusiasena. And because your role is also with as an executive producer of Polynesian Days. So talk to us now. Sean, did you are you from Hawaiian descent? Yes, my mom's from the Big Island. She's native Hawaiian, Japanese, and so I grew up um, summers and many of my younger years in Hawaii on the Big Island. On the Big Island. And Frank, what is your history? My background mm-hmm. is yeah. my parents are from American Samoa. And so I'm Samoan um 
born in the beautiful area of Laie, Hawaii, <laughs> and uh, raised in Southern California, and then uh, made my way out here to Utah probably about 13 years ago. All right. Well, you know, as Sean is talking about how important it is to gather together, talk to me about that. And when we say Polynesian community, that represents everyone from uh, the Maori people to the Tongan, like everybody? Yeah, I think that's what's unique about our community. While there are Tongans and Samoans and Hawaiians, you know, the clarion call is food <laughs> and uh, entertainment, right? And so because of those things, it brings us together regardless. And once we do uh, gather like that, it becomes magical. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen one with another, there's, and it's a ton of storytelling and memory making. And so I think Polynesian Days has had the unique ability to grow in its numbers over the years simply because it has become a place, a gathering place uh, for all of our people. You know, and people are traveling from even out of state to be able to be here uh, with some of the events that we have. But I will say the two biggest things that we offer there are delicious food and great culture. And so I, I want everyone to know that this is not just for the Polynesians. If you've been to the islands, you should come. If you plan to go to the islands, this should be your first stop so you can get acclimated to what you're going to see when you visit there. One of the first times I had the opportunity to attend a Polynesian festival with food from all the islands, I was in Laie um, and, and actually had traveled north. And Gladys Knight was in Hawaii and I was working on a project uh, with her. And uh, we had um, representatives from the Marshall Islands and, and to go and, and taste the food from different uh, island cultures. I mean, my dad, who having lived in Western Samoa, I did grow up eating, oh gosh, taro on, uh, with coconut milk in it wrapped up in is it Balasami. Balasami. Yes. So, so ono, yeah. making us hungry. Right, right. It was so good, but it was so wonderful to kind of celebrate their culture. So you say that all are invited, and it's going to be over Labor Day weekend. So let's talk about those three-day events because we've got about 20 minutes uh, together, and it'll be Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Is it again at Thanksgiving Point this year? Yes, at Electric Park, okay. located in Thanksgiving Point. And is there a place that we buy tickets to make sure that we can attend? Yes. Go to the website, PolynesianDaysUtah.com, and the tickets are available now for the entire festival. And uh, in addition to the great fire knife competition that kicks off on Friday night. Okay. Did you just say fire and knife together? Fire knife dance. It's a competition. Wow. And so you're going to see some of the best uh, fire knife dancers from all over the country coming to compete. It's worldwide. Yeah, wow. it, it starts Friday night. So that's our kickoff. And uh, Is there Saturday, one specific island that has a history of the fire dance? Is it the Samoans or do all of the islands have their own? Oh. Well, I grew up uh, with a lot of luau's and I suspect that a lot of it comes from Samoa. But it's obviously all been shared. we attribute it's, it to sharing the it. Samoan okay. culture. Correct. But mm-hmm. we're so inner. Mixed connected. and interconnected that we've all sort of adopted that yeah. as something yeah. that's very uniquely Polynesian. Okay, Along so the lines of the hula as well. That's Hawaiian. And- by, by the way, just so we don't get in trouble, and Frank can uh, uh-huh. back me on this, since we've mentioned um, Tonga and Samoa and Hawaii, we've got to make sure you throw out Tahiti. Um, you mentioned, thankfully, New Zealand and the Maori, but Fiji... And the, otherwise, Jack DeMuni is going to call. He's probably texting us right now. <laughs> hey, what yes. about my guys? Yeah. People? And so, yeah, everyone. Micronesia, Melanesia. And, of course, as Crank said, the whole spirit is to share and celebrate our culture with everyone. So 15,000 people or so usually 
matriculate in. And yes. We're hoping for more this year with the entertainment that Frank has. Okay, but wait a minute. I'm Hispanic, and you talked about food. So before we move on, vamos en español, yeah, por favor. Vamos en muy bien. Does the ticket, the festival ticket, include the food that you get to sample and eat, or is that purchased as you're in? Yeah. So okay. the, the festival is essentially you're paying your admission to get into the festival. Then you can participate and purchase food at the vendors. The entertainment is part of the festival. Uh, with the exception of the main concert. But once you get into the festival, you have access to probably 30 food trucks. And oh. I guarantee there's going to be someone selling, you know, great food from our uh, friends down south. Yeah. So there'll be Mexican food, Asian food. It's all there. But obviously there'll be a ton of great uh, Polynesian cuisine. All right. They invented the word fusion, didn't they? Correct. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Local food. Okay, so Friday night, people from around the world are coming in to compete in a knife comp- fire knife competition. We can see that Friday at Electric Park Correct. at Thanksgiving Point. Correct. Wow. So this and is like something you would see at the Polynesian Cultural Center or if you had traveled to some of these islands, but you don't have to because you can just come Exactly. So if you're still trying to figure out how to get to Hawaii or one of the islands, New Zealand, stop in and that will motivate you even more and get you ready for it. And then on Saturday, we have an entire day of events, including the Tahitian dance competition. Oof. There's going to be shows all day long and different cultural village representations throughout the day. And then Saturday evening, we have a concert featuring a lot of the upcoming local artists from the area. And then on Monday, uh, we'll also have events all day long. And we cap it off with our main concert event uh, featuring two headlining artists in the reggae genre called Sammy Johnson from New Zealand and Spawn Breezy from San Diego, along with some other local artists that are spectacular. So that's how we'll cap off tonight. Can I throw in a yes, couple more activities yeah. just to keep enticing you to come? Lots of merchant booths from Island Pearls, um, you know, tiki carvings, island clothing, a lot of informational and NGO boost there from we've supported so many different causes from fighting domestic violence and human trafficking one of the things frank mentioned the tahitian contest this is another international contest this is not something where folks are just throwing you know together uh, some music this is something they prepare for they compete for and they come from all around the world professional dancers that you're going to have the, the best of the best mr lava lava now, is this yeah, we were talking true? about my dad. I grew up with him we- wearing yeah. a lava lava. So, you know, if, if for those who Explain don't... Explain that, yeah. Okay, so it is... Um, well, he had one that was made out of bark, but, the, you know, that one was just for for keeping on storage. You know, they used to make out of tapa, cl- tapa cloth. Yep. Um, but he had just a, a, a beautiful floral print that he wrapped around his waist, and those were his pants uh, throughout a lot of my childhood. And Breezy, we lived in a warm climate of San Diego, and the lava lava uh, worked beautifully for him. He was one of the few dads I ever met who was wearing uh, a lava lava. But those will also be on sale. Oh, well, be- not just for sale. There's yeah. an actual competition. Oh. So men in sarongs. And by the way, is your dad still with you? Is He's still with me. He's so, bedridden. He's almost oh, 90 otherwise. Say, otherwise, yeah. he could participate. You, you, you can so, qualify. Frank's a former Mr. Lava no, no. Lava competitor. <laughs> no. so, not winner, but... Com- so does he put some baby oil on yeah, him as he's competing? Here's what Mr. Lava Lava is. And all those who are listening carefully, especially those single ladies, <laughs> Mr. Lava Lava is the Polynesian version of Bachelor. Okay, so if you want to, it's not just, they're not displaying lava lavas. These are some of your best 
most eligible guys coming up. And they're going to compete as Mr. Lava Lava. They wear the so, Lava Lava and nothing else, that's really. It. That's I consider it. that an art exhibit. Yes. yes. Right? So, so this is fine of, art. Of the Bachelor. Okay, but which <laughs> night? Not that I'm putting that on my agenda right now as we're talking. I believe it's Saturday. Okay. I think it is it's Saturday. Saturday. All right. And is there still room we're, we're, to enter the competition? I'm not going to do it, but because, you know, we know it's the guys, right? Well, wait, Frank, Rebecca Sean. got much more interested all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little hot. I thought it was a Lava yeah. Lava display. And somebody bring in a fan. It's getting hot in here. So to be clear, you can buy. I love a love is there, but, but this the is one a, that he's wearing might be a little more uh, pricey. Okay, yeah. but how do they win the Mister Love a Love competition? It's a, I think it's a ju- judges, and, judges and there's a popular vote component. As okay, well. so, so next year, you know, I wouldn't mind being a backup to the judges in okay. case you need, you know. <laughs> People to serve. Do you know it. We got you down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're looking for that. Okay. Mr. Lava Lava competition. Could I ask you this? We were talking about food and we were talking about uh, some of these uh, traditional dance uh, competitions and, and all. Music plays such a big part of the island culture. And you mentioned storytelling at the beginning. And for those who've just joined us, this is Frank Tusi Asena. He's executive producer of Polynesian Days, which is Labor Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Monday at Thanksgiving Points Electric Park. Sean Reyes, our attorney general, who is also a board member of Poly Days, is with us today. So music, it conveys like the values and the hope of a community. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to have plenty of it. A lot of local artists, a lot of um, traditional music as well. And I think one of the things that are exciting for all of us this year is to be able to see some of our top artists. These guys are, you know, would be considered A-listers in the reggae genre. And to be able to have Sammy Johnson and Spawn come out, everybody's really excited. And especially some of our young artists who are beginning to break into the scene and so to have them continue the legacy of artistry that is found amongst our people, like that was started by the Jets and other great artists, these guys are following. So, yeah, music will always play a significant role and meaning in our culture. Now, Frank, he's not performing this year with us. He's a future headliner for us. But I just want to bring it up because it's so relevant right now. American Idol season winner Iam Tongi, who is a cousin to half the people in the Polynesian community in Utah, Again, put on display globally kind of the tradition and the spirit of the Polynesian and Pacific Island people. And so it's, it's I think, capitalizing on that and that excitement, enthusiasm. But these performers are every bit as talented and, and much more, even more established um, than even than, EM than is. EM. But I'll say this, too, is that I might have uh, shed a tear or two because EM uh, grabbed his ukulele and began to perform some songs in particular to express his love for the people of Maui and his concern. And we, of course, on FM 100.3, we shared that on our Facebook page as we've been raising money for Maui as well. But it it, it was just like that's the, the, the song is the expression yes. of the love that we have for, you know, what you have for your culture and your people. Great. Yeah, thank you for bringing that mm-hmm. up. It's a great segue into the most important and exciting development for the festival this year. Because of the events in Maui, Polynesian Days Utah has officially launched its own effort called Kokua for Maui. Tell us what Kokua makes, means. Kokua means help in Hawaiian. And so those of us, uh, part of the executive team and Sean and, and Moana and others, we decided about two weeks ago that, you know, what we need to do is we need to reposition this event 
to be Kakua for Maui. And so the entire event now will be uh, an effort to raise money. Uh, we're actually going to have a blessing at the event for this gift. And we're calling on people from all over Utah who have friends who are Polynesian to come out and help us. You can donate on the website under Kokua for Maui. Uh, we plan to have a big chant on Monday and we want to send our gift to the uh, Community Foundation of Hawaii that has been sanctioned and approved by the governor of Hawaii and also the actor Jason Momoa. Yes, I saw he that. Said, Aquaman. Send it to them. <laughs> the Hawaii Community Foundation. Correct. Uh, yeah. They are focused on rapid response and recovery yes. and in actually in um, rolling out direct grants to the people who are affected. So it is a way to take your heart and your concern for the people of Maui and to give so that it makes a difference to the people who are it living. it gets where you intended it. Exactly. That it's not part of a scam or scheme, or even if not that, that it, it's actually going. It's not to, getting lost in bureaucracy. Not getting lost. And we, when we called Josh, who is a good friend of ours, he's a good friend of Utah, Governor Green of Hawaii, he said, absolutely, HCF is the place to donate. So whether they do it through us and our organization, or if they want to go online and support them, equally, it doesn't matter, but we wanted to have a way to generate that. And can, can I add one other thing, Frank, just in terms of kokua, because it does mean help, but there's a spiritual element to it. There's a sacred kind of caregiver um, meaning, a deeper meaning than just casual help. It is a responsibility that we have as fellow you know, human beings and part of the family to give everything and sacrifice for those who are in need. Thank you, Sean. Just just a note on that. A lot of people are giving to Maui. And I wanted to make this clear. The Kokua for Maui is patterned after what we do as a culture, as a Samoan. When there is what they call a fala velave, it means somebody passes away. The whole family and the community gather and they bring gifts to the home of, of those people. And they lay it before their chief and their father so that it's blessed. So the difference between Kokua for Maui and everything else is that we want to bring all these funds to Polynesian days and bless them and then send them off to the foundation as our gift, as our Kokua that is spiritually being gifted to us and from all the people in Utah to the people in Maui. And so I, I just wanted to say that because when he said it's more sacred, that was the key because we treat it just like any other falavalave that we have in our culture. Bless your gift and then send it on so they know how much you love them. It's easy to write a check. It's another thing to say, what does this mean to the family? And the kokua is spiritual. Mm, that is beautiful. And those who attend will have the opportunity to participate in that blessing. They will. They'll come and uh, we're going to do a group chant, hopefully one of the largest group chants ever in Utah, to bless this gift that's going to Maui. And our group chants, are they led by one voice and others joining in an echo? Or how does yes, that work? Yes, very mm-hmm. special. There's a person called a Kumu that's been designated and approved by the community leaders. And it's very specific. And so we leave that to those who are, um, you know, over the, the area and the culture from Maui. Is that going to happen Saturday or Monday? Do you remember when the blessing? Friday uh, will be okay. a blessing and okay. then on Monday will be the group uh, chant. Chant. 
Okay, so when you mentioned that the festival ticket for Polynesian Days on Labor Day weekend will get you to everything, does it get you to day one, day two, and day three? So all the days. Yeah, so there's a ticket that gets you to all three days. There's Mm -hmm. a single-day ticket, and then there's a ticket for the festival plus concert because a concert is Monday night. And so that's an, and that's uh, when you have the reggae stars correct. that are coming. The reggae stars. That's yeah. well put. <laughs> when you say stars, though, this is an interesting dynamic because when they come, everybody's treated the same. Everybody's part of the family. So you'll see somebody like global superstar Tony Finau taking trash cans from one side to the other. Holoti Nada, who was an NFL star. Kalani Sitaki. They're just part of the family. And it's great to be able to, to have folks connect with them and see them. But it's funny to watch them because they're – Doing what everybody else is doing there. Chairs need to be moved. You see these guys going. And part of that's Polynesian spirit. Yeah, and that's what we were taught. Can, can you yeah. correct my pronunciation? Because I'm going to try something. Is it kiki for children? Kikis. Kikis. Yeah, yeah, so talk to me about, uh, especially many of these children have seen and heard about what's happening in Maui. Um, talk to me just a bit about what that experience this weekend can do. Um, for for the children, the the sense of seeing a community come together, and and honor the lives of those who are lost, and to put in action the love that they have for each other. I just it feels to me that you know one generation, you know as we're older we might be more familiar with the cultural traditions, but for young children being raised here in the states, they might be learning this for the first time. Well, no more powerful lesson that we can impart to the next generation than to care for everyone, but also for the the generations that preceded them. And I know Frank's got great insight. Uh, let me share with you in, in, in as quickly as I can. There's a fable in Hawaii about uh, a young boy who lost his sister to this magical puhi, this eel that takes her down to this underground cave. And it's a, it's a longer story, but essentially the boy asks every sea creature to help rescue. And they're like, no, this is the, the puhi is too big and too strong. And all of a sudden there's two little opihi. These are um, limpets. We eat them in Hawaii, but they're fairly insignificant other than food source. But they come by and they help the little boy because they slide down the eels and cover his eyes so that this young boy can rescue. So it's an interesting analogy because the lesson we teach the keikis and young kids is Everybody can make a difference. And even something as as bad as this, these fires on Maui are um, and that they represent, like the eel, right? Something huge and tragic and powerful. You can make a difference no matter your size, no matter the contribution. And so that mentality, I think, is imbued in what we're trying to communicate through. Our wherever day. you are, wherever you live. Wherever you stand. You, yeah. you can do that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, I believe that our young people, you know, we're in a different generation. My kids are part uh, Polynesian, and uh, and so they have seen growing up with their grandparents uh, the two pillars of our culture, which are respect and service. And so when you're taught that at a young age, that's exactly why you'll see Tony Finau and others picking up the trash. Because when you come into our homes, the first thing you're looking for is how do I serve? And you do that because you're doing it out of respect of family. That's what your parents taught you. But you also have seen them do that as part of their sacrifice to bring us to America, to bring us to this place where we can grow and experience great blessings. 
So, yeah, our young children now, when they come to that festival, they'll be out there helping because that's what they've been taught to do. And, and hopefully that's an automatic, but it helps them to grow, and that's what makes our culture rich. Well, and, and the pride that's instilled by seeing the beautiful dances and the music, the powerful Mr. Lavas, Lava Lavas that are up on the, on the stage, but all of it surrounds these kids so that it becomes just bigger than life. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. We have just about two minutes left together as we were talking about Polynesian days at Thanksgiving point. And you mentioned that there is a place where we can get tickets for one day, two days or three days. Where do we go, Frank? PolynesianDaysUtah.com. Okay. Tickets are on sale now and we'd love for you to go there and, and pick up your tickets and come out and have a great time with us. We'd love to see you. And as you mentioned, Sean, this is for all people, not just those who are from the Pacific Island descent. It's for everyone, and we encourage everyone to come by. Um, whether you love the islands or you just want to, or you're curious and, and want to find out more. And, and thank you again to Moana and people like Auntie Dofi, who's not with us anymore. We really relied on their um, spirit and mana to build this. And um, one of the things that we do every year um, is recognize those of our elders who are no longer with us. And, uh, you know, whether it's in a kava ceremony or whether we do other prayers, that's a significant part. We, we have so much respect for our elders. and um, How beautiful that there were women that yeah. uh, led this forward. Yeah, and again, uh, Moana Angilau was the, uh, was the one behind it all. And so we give her just uh, tons of thanks and for her vision and, and her desire to, to make this work for Shout out to community. the Lava Foundation. Liberate all, value all. That's the partner of Poly Days. Yeah, so yeah thank you, Sean, for being such a part Frank of Frank T. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been a wonderful time, and I appreciate both of you for sharing from Are your Are we heart. allowed to embarrass Frank and tell? Oh, yes. and tell? oh yeah, no, please do. Go yeah, go no. ahead. Yeah, I'm going to pull down Frank's mic. Go ahead. No, just kidding. Frank was trying to get here so much because he wanted to do this interview. He drove a little too fast and got pulled over on the way oh, over. Oh, I sure did. If only, <laughs> Sorry. If only you would have had some, you know, some Samoan food to offer the officer. <laughs> but, but, but I think he did get the officers to commit to come to Poly Day. So if you're the okay. officer that yes. pulled Frank over, you got free tickets. Come, we'll take care of you. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks, Rebecca. Uh-huh. Friday and Saturday and Monday, mahalo uh, to you, Sean Reyes, our Attorney General, serving as a, also a board member of Poly Days and to Frank Tusia Sena, the executive producer of Poly Days and the executive director of Kakua for Maui. Again, where do we donate for Kakua for Maui? On our website, polynesiandaysutah.com. You'll find the link for tickets and for Kakua for Maui. Just beautiful. Thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees 
who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.